This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. My name is Nick Matina. I will be your host for the next hour. Joining alongside me is Anthony Caparetta and Jason Glickman. So, gentlemen, we've had an interesting past two weeks since we didn't have a show for the past two weeks so let's review a little bit of these past two weeks a lot of good games going on uh especially last night back and forth but first we had our really first big trade of the season trade deadline is around the corner it's the 26th trade last night happened during a game it was Dion Phaneuf and Nate Thompson for Marion Gabrick and Devin Shore and Ottawa will remain 25 percent of Phaneuf's contract so, first thing I'm going to ask you guys is, who won this trade, Ottawa or L.A.? I'm going to say L.A. Um, that was, That's a big thing. Everybody's like, okay, the players that went to L.A. was um, Thompson and Phaneuf. You know, they're good players and all. But Ottawa keeping 25% of that contract is huge because that's a bit, it's not as much as a cap it was, as he was in Ottawa. And, even, and I think the players that you got rid of, Gabrick and Short, I think, I honestly don't think Gabrick is going to stay in Ottawa. I think he's going to be a um, a trading asset because I think Gabrick himself doesn't really want to be on a rebuilding team. I think he's 38. Um, he's not in his prime. He's he really if he's going to win, he's going to wants to win sooner than later. And Ottawa, the direction they're going is going to be in a rebuild. So he, I don't believe he'll be staying there. Gabrick has won. He has won. He's won two. He's yeah. won two at LA. But I think if he, he. I feel like he still would. He still thinks he has another sh- a run in him, and to be in Ottawa is not his plan to be a piece for a rebuild. I think he wants to go. Jason? Yeah, this is just uh, the Kings making a push for the playoffs, and this is the, the Senators uh, just embracing the tank and trying to rebuild for next year, like uh, Anthony said. Uh, Gein and Gabrick is going to be big for the push for the Kings because they're only three points back in, in that race for second place in the top three in the uh, Pacific Division All and right. the Knights. So here's my thing. I think LA won this trade, to be completely honest with both of you, because having Dion Phaneuf, even though everyone calls him a traffic cone, I know there was a joke last night someone made on Twitter that said, listen, there's already enough traffic in LA. We only need a traffic cone to add to the traffic. So really, Dion Phaneuf is a good asset for LA. Adds another strong D-man on the point, and also you add Devin Shore. No, I'm sorry, Nate Thompson, the other guy. Uh, Shore went to the other team. Uh, you add... Nate Thompson, who is a powerful forward, could be a good third-line forward for L.A. and stuff. And L.A. just, if you look at their lines, they have a lot of depth on for L.A. and stuff. But the one thing about Marion Gabrick is, as much as I love the guy, as much as I loved him on the Rangers, and you know after he left, I didn't really care about him as much anymore. Really, Marion Gabrick, I don't think he has a lot of time left. And this might be his last year, to be completely honest. I don't think Ottawa is going to be successful with this trade impact. I think Marion Gabrick can be out either next year or the year after that. And now it's saying either retirement or he could go and try to get to a contending team. He might go somewhere else. The first team that popped in my head was San Jose. I don't know why. But I I don't feel like Gabrick's going to be around much longer. He's also 35 years old. He's got a three-year – he's got three years left on his contract. So And he also has a buyout after this season. So if he wanted to, he could stop playing now. 
Like he right he after could the stop playing now, but I think I, I lean more to the side of him trying to fit into another squad somewhere and him trying to make another run. Honestly, I, I don't know why it came into my head, like you said, with San Jose. I think Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has enough. <laughs> I know Pittsburgh has enough, but I feel like I feel like Gabrick for some reason just it, to me I feel like he can go he would go there and he would fit well there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, what team really needs a veteran scorer? I mean, here's the thing though. I was listening to uh, the Rangers broadcast last night, and uh, it was either the Rangers broadcast or NHL Network, one of the two, and they were saying that Marion Gabrick has not been the same since he, he's coming off that injury. He just came off, I believe it was a leg injury, not too long ago. He finally came back, and LA was like, you know, see you later. Good luck in Ottawa. You know, best of luck. But, you know, if, if Marion Gabrick gets, goes to Ottawa and he's not the same Marion Gabrick that he has been for the past couple of years, then Ottawa just full out loses this trade. Devin Shore is a great asset. He's a, I believe, I believe he's in his twenties. I'm going to double check that right now. Well, that's why I think, um, you know, you saying that Gabrick is at the end of his line. That's why I think he's basically just a trading asset. I think mm-hmm. they'll probably include him in a trade somewhere down the line, and he'll be put on a different team. I don't think this is. I don't think he's staying in Ottawa listen, very, for very long. Devin Shore is having actually a decent season so far. He's 23 years old, six foot. 205 pounds. He's actually a center, not a defenseman. That's my fault. So he's going to be good depth for <laughs> the Ottawa Senators. He's got 24 points on the season. Only downside to that is he's a negative 20 on the season so far. So that's something that you know Ottawa doesn't really like to see or no one really likes to see. But, I mean, he's got a shorthanded goal, and he's got nine power play points and that'll, that'll in help 57 the, uh, games. That'll help Ottawa's power play. I mean, Ottawa is clawing their way they're not really there you know ottawa right now sits at, yeah second to last in the eastern conference with a total of 47 points they're now let's see 63 minus 47 quick they're, 16 they're 16, 16 points, points back yeah so there might still be some life in the senators but not really they just dumped a one of their they just dumped Gabrick, so I don't think that they're really trying to push anymore for the season. I think that they're just they're just embracing the tank and looking for the yeah. future. I mean, they just got Devin Shore and uh, Marion Gabrick, so really, it's not crazy. Yeah, and especially with all the assets that they have that are unrestricted free agents come the offseason, the Senators have no other choice, I think, right now, except you that you need to just embrace the tank you know the especially with the Matt Duchesne trade that that happened earlier this year um that and also he he I believe is is a um either an unrestricted free agent or a restricted free agent so to me you know I think it's time to take a step back and get rid of some of the guys even if you have to um dangle people like um Broussard and Duchesne over some people's heads just to get the, the their price value and see what goes on I think they will embrace the tank okay I made a mistake it's not Devin Shore. It's Nick Shore. <laughs> There's two Shores right. in the NHL. I didn't know that. Nick Shore, he's also a center, six foot one. He's 25 years old, so he's another young gun. He's having an okay season for himself also. He's got 15 points in 49 games played. Both Shores. Hey, great job with both of the Shores. Anyway, shout out to Devin Shore. Uh, Better than Sebastian Ajo, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Sebastian Ajo is you know, mind of his own. Which one? All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on from that. Uh, so... Let's take a look at these standings right now. So, we you know, we have a, you know, me and Ithia Ranger fans, we see where this team is going. We had a, a big announcement the other day 
uh, both from the GM and the owner, that it, it's looking like a rebuild year. And then the Rangers go and win two games against Calgary and Winnipeg and then drop the game against Minnesota last night. The Devils, Jason, what's going on with them right now? We're Right now we're just living off at banked points from that great start that we had off the season. Um, we had to come out of the new year and, and start – yeah, they're they're not they're not winning. Uh, they need to start uh, coming back. They can't score if Taylor Hall is not scoring for them. He played a great game. He did last play night. a great game, and he was out for forty five minutes of the game with a cheap hit. Yeah. from Eric. I, I thought that was a good hit actually. Uh, uh, Gudis always fin- is a guy that always finishes the checks. Uh, Taylor Hall said it himself. He said that he was not expecting the hit and he should have been prepared. Uh, he didn't even. No one even knew that the puck went in, so mm-hmm. it was totally a clean hit. It was a weird shot too, Anthony. I don't know if you saw it. Last night, did you see Taylor Hall's goal? The first uh, no, one? no, I didn't. It was a really. sharp angle shot. I believe the shot from came the from goal a, line. I believe it came from behind the goal really? line. He banked it in off of. Uh, I forgot who was in goal. Yeah, uh, it's Neuverth. Michael Neuverth. Yeah, Neuverth, yeah. Uh, and right after Hall shot it, he was like off balance. He was on his front leg, and uh, Gudis came out of nowhere and just hit him into Oof. the boards. And he went down hard. He went to the block room right away because he's uh, all shaking up. His head went right into the boards. He said it like snapped. And he went through concussion protocol. He came back. He scored a goal with like a minute thirty left in the third. And That's they interesting, the game, actually, back, because usually when you do a concussion, pro- sorry to cut you off, Jason, okay. but usually when when they do a concussion protocol, they keep you out for the whole game, most of the time. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that he actually came out. That game, that goal happened. I believe it was late in the first or early in the second. Uh, I was actually driving home at the time, but um, he went into the locker room right away, and then he didn't come back until there was like 10 or 5 minutes left in the third period, and he made an instant impact. Well, yeah, I think, didn't that game go to overtime? Uh, the game went to a shootout, yeah, they wanted a shootout. Drew Stafford actually did something for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so looking at the standings now, the Metro is still a close race. It's still stacked. Uh, yeah, of course. Top three right now, Washington sits in first with 71 points, Pittsburgh in second with 68, Philly is in third with 66 points. Man, they're having some season. They were on a 10-game losing streak, 11 for their t- uh, 11 losses in their last 12 games, and now they sit in third at 28, 19, and 10. And the wild card, uh, New Jersey and Carolina, you know, Atlantic, Tampa still sits at top, but they have been struggling lately. And Boston is creeping up on Tampa, and so is Toronto. So that's a look at the East right now. Do you guys see this changing quickly and, you know, in, in the next few months, yes. oh yeah, yes. no, yes, but uh, you know it's surprisingly because in this and um, surprisingly this season, like the it's anybody's game. Um, Philadelphia, they just got hot at the right time, and that just proves any given any given week. If if um, if you're not if you're not on the top of your game, somebody else is creeping right behind you, and especially with this wild card race, this wild card race, especially in the East, yeah. is incredible. Look at this, the the, the top. So the three teams underneath the wild card line right now are Columbus, New York Islanders, and the Rangers. Columbus sits with 62 points. They're two points out of first place in the wild card. The Rangers are now five points out of the first place in the wild card, and the Islanders are four points out of the first place in wild card. And shockingly, like, they're all Metro teams. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Metro is that close where it's you know, and you could say that about you know, I believe uh, it's either the cent- uh, the Central or Pacific also. The Central, yeah. And really, it's just insane how strong. Because really, think about it. How strong was the Central Division three or four years ago? It was dominant. 
completely dominant. And what happened? It's slowly fading away, and other teams that haven't been winning in the past few years are overtaking that spot. And, you know, like, for instance, your top three in the Central are Nashville, Winnipeg, and St. Louis. St. Louis, I've seen Nashville wasn't that great of a team until they made the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah, Nashville was terrible. Winnipeg. Winnipeg come out of nowhere. They were doing I think they started off the year very slow, if I can remember, and then they just took off like a jet. And really <laughs> you're welcome. Um and but you know Pacific's a whole different story. Vegas is just running the Pacific division. Vegas I, I think that they, they can't take their foot off the gas. They They've been losing a lot more games than usual. They they had nine wins going to the they had nine losses in regulation going to the new year, and they've lost six times, and that's they almost doubled their loss total since mm-hmm. January first. Anything got anything on it? You know what? Vegas to me, um, the story just it keeps getting better and also it reminds me of what's going on with Tampa right now. Um, you know what? It is a long season. It's not a sprint. It's a very long race that you have. It's a very long season. So you're going to start seeing guys, you know, um, not really falling off a cliff, but you're going to see, like, a little bit of regression. That's why, like, you know, even look at Vegas. They have 78 points. They're 10 points ahead of the second of, of San Jose, who's in second with 68. Vegas, it wouldn't surprise me if they, like, you know, they take a few more losses, like Tampa is right now. You can take the losses, especially now, especially now because when, when, March, when the middle of March rolls around, that's when these a lot of these teams are just going to go for it Tampa because you have no choice. Tampa can't take more losses if they want to keep that first place spot. They're they're only one point ahead of the Bruins. Remember when they were like twelve points ahead of the Bruins? Yeah, they're, no. they're on a two game losing streak right now. And look at Boston's on a two game winning streak. Toronto's on a four game winning streak. Yeah, I, I, I think I said it early. I think I said it either on the last show or just earlier outside of this. Tampa's going to fall off a cliff eventually. It's They've not- been too hot. And too consistent for too long. It's just a matter of time before you burn out your players, especially that the All Star game was in Tampa. It's not really that big of a deal though, because it's the top three teams. There's nobody behind the Maple Leafs. The the Red Wings are 18 points behind them. So there's they're going to be the Lightning, Bruins, and Maple Leafs coming from the East from the uh, Atlantic Division are going to be the top three. But it's just it's too close to call. Uh, the only thing that it really comes down to is whether you get home ice or not. Which, which that would which be is really advantage. huge. That's, that's mm-hmm. in in especially in the, the the tightness little league that we have now, that that home ice advantage makes a heck of a lot of difference. And last thing I'm going to say before we jump to our first break, Chicago, what is happening in Beantown? Seven losses in a row. Yeah, they're down. I can, I can tell you exactly what's happening. In the off season, their whole mentality was, you know what, we won. What was it three cups in five years, mm-hmm. right? We won three cups in five years with one squad. You know what? That squad is still around. Let's just bring the band back together and let's just go for another one. And what happens? You're all tired out. And you lose Marion Hosa. You pick up Brandon Saad, but still, it doesn't. Nothing's going. You know what? It, you know everybody likes. I know a lot of Chicago fans, and they like to brag about oh. Um, three cups in five years. Three cups in five years. You know what? You did three cups in five years. That's nice. But look what ha- what happens when you do that. You get tired, and especially bringing the band back together. And they've gone to other teams and they've played in or- other organizations. You bring them back. They're 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 very tired, and this is this is the outcome of that. All right. So, a little discussion there on the standings and where teams are at right now. When we come back, 
we will talk about buyers and sellers at this 2018 NHL trade deadline. You're listening to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. And welcome back to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. I'm Nick Matina. Joined alongside me tonight is Anthony Cavaretta and Jason Glickman. So, guys, let's talk about this trade deadline. We are only a week and a half away from the trade deadline. And really, it's time to crack down and start for teams to start figuring out what are we going to do? Are we going to be buyers or sellers? So, I'll go around the table. And I want all of you to say at least one team that's going to be a buyer and one team that's going to be a seller. I'll start it off. For buyers, I kind of have two. For buyers, I have the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, my reasoning why is that Boston and Carolina, Boston's pushing right now for a playoff spot. But it's the same thing Carolina, even though Carolina is kind of far behind them. Not too far, to be completely honest. They're only, see, Carolina has 63 points. Boston has 78. Okay, 15-point difference. Now, really, Boston's still there, but they are still willing to push on. I think the Bruins need one more spot, and I think that's going to be a defensive purpose, or like at least going to seek one defenseman for that D-line. I don't know who it could be. You know, Anthony, you were talking before. That's something I didn't really want to talk about was the Rangers possibly giving up McDonough to the Bruins. We'll get to that. But I it's not something I want to talk about. Carolina, on the other hand, Carolina still needs a top scorer. I don't think they have it just yet. They have the veteran presence with Justin Williams and Justin Falk, who just scored his first career hat trick last night in an incredible fashion, a natural hat trick. And I, I feel like they still need a natural scorer. I don't know who it could possibly be. Maybe names will be thrown around and maybe I'll I'll see something, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that. And for sellers, the New York Rangers. Rangers got to sell. It's got to be Rick Nash and Marion Gabrick off the board. You know, Marion Lund- Gabrick? Did I say Gabrick? You said Gabrick. That's a few years back, Listen, my friend. Michael Gabrick and Michael Gabrick. Marion Gabrick and Michael Grabner, both same initials. That's what happened. I'm, ba- I'm stuck in 2012. <laughs> uh, Aren't we all? I wish. Um, <laughs> really, Marion Gabrick, Rick Nash, I-, I-, I, think he's- I think those are two players that are going to go at this trade deadline for the Rangers. There's more than that, my friend. Hey, a lot more than hey. that. Is it your turn to talk yet? No, not yet. N- now it is. Go. <laughs> now, now you give it to me. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, two two buyers, I think, that are coming out of this is, um, I agree with you, I believe Carolina. I believe they I believe they need a few They need a few more pieces, especially with how stacked the Metro is. Um, and they do have, they, they will probably end up buying. And also, St. Louis. I think St. Louis will pick up a few because here's the thing: St. Louis is St. Louis is pretty good right now. Yet, the way that the, uh, the same they're in the same position as, as Carolina, they have um they have a few holes and they have enough assets to sell and trade and get a few more guys and you know get some veteran presence and get themselves going because they they need to f- um extend a little bit more of a gap. I was gonna put Calgary in that spot, but. Eh, I feel like St. Louis just has a little bit more leeway to get rid of things. They have a little hey, more cap space. I, I could see Calgary sitting up there as a buyer. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I why can not? believe that. Yeah, but they really can't give up much. To be completely honest, yeah, they took a they took a really they they tried to do whatever they could. They even tried a 
bringing Yager back, but that yeah, look, that at, look at that went worked. down. Sadly oh, enough, poor guy. Um, poor yeah, poor poor Yager. Rest in peace. <laughs> he's, he's not dead. He's not dead. No, he's, he's, not, he's, not, dead. he's, he's not, not dead. He's not dead. He's he's dead. Yeah. The sellers I can see, Montreal. Montreal is probably going to... Montreal, Montreal is done. Montreal's done for the Montre- season. Yeah, exactly. So, you know what? Might as well just, just accept the tank and rebuild. And Ottawa, too. I think both of these teams are in a, a position where they have certain assets that are still worth a decent amount. So And you have teams that are hungry. Like, the one thing that points out to me, especially in Ottawa... Is they have a few they have a few offensive key players that still have a lot of name value. You know, you have Brassard and you have Duchesne. You know, you can you can easily dangle those guys over some other teams' heads that are really hungry and they can use the offensive power and up, you know use it up front. I think they'll probably be sellers. Okay. Buyers, Mr. Glickman. Uh, I think we could see the Islanders buying. I think that the Islanders have enough to make a big push for the playoffs. They have, I think, the best top six in the league. Now, it's funny you say the Islanders because I've heard this plenty of times before from Islander fans and from anybody else. I can see Peter Morazic jumping to the Islanders in that spot for Yara Halak. Disagree or agree? Uh, that's a tough <laughs> one because I don't think that goaltending is the problem for the Islanders. I think that they need better defense. They don't have any defense. You see Halak facing like 50 shots a game and making 48 saves and the Islanders losing 2-1. to one. That's that, that's happened too often this season. They're losing big games because I mean, how many times have the Islanders lost 2-1 though? That's true because they also have very impressive defense. Uh, offense, I'm sorry. Oh, as I said, well, you changed your mind in like they, five seconds. <laughs> they, have ter- they have really bad defense. They have really good offense. I think they need to spread out. They didn't change up their lines a little bit and get those top six uh, to be maybe spread out to maybe the third line instead of having a big two lines, maybe try to get it to three. And as far as sellers, I do agree with the Rangers. I think they really have to sell, uh, especially you just said in the beginning of the show that they will be, uh, I guess, tanking, um, trying to rebuild for future seasons. So that's what you got to do. You got to sell the big names. You got to get rid of uh, Grabner. You got to get rid of Nash, maybe McDonough. You got to get some new See, I don't even know if the Rangers are tanking anymore. You know, the past three games, they won, okay. their, they won their past two. They beat Calgary, and they beat Winnipeg. You could also pull a, I don't know if you guys follow baseball. You could pull a, pull a Yankees. Say you're oh, rebuilding, yeah. make the World Series. You know make what? It to the here's the thing. Conference. Here's the thing. Giancarlo. Yeah. Now, the big thing for me is watching the Rangers, and especially I, I watched the press conference with uh, Glenn, Sl- eh, Glenn Sather and, um, <laughs> and um, Jeff Gordon. Now, the thing for me is... I believe they're going on a they're going to be trading their assets. But the one thing I believe is this is not like an Edmonton rebuild where this is going to be ten years down the line where we're gonna see them in the playoffs again. This yeah, is trade be, Connor McDavid, you know? Like, trade Connor McDavid, yeah, that's great. God, no, but this is gonna be whatchamacallit. <laughs> this is gonna be a quick turnaround for the Rangers. They're going to try to get because they have the reason that you say, oh, they're not, it doesn't look like they're tanking, is because they still have a lot of guys, especially now that um, Chris Kreider is coming back from yeah, injury. Skating, yeah. He was skating this morning. Him and uh, Buchnevich have been. And Buchnevich, yeah. so that's great. And, you know, VZ's probably going to be right, right back on the line as well soon. So now here's the thing. Um, you know, Gabrick, I get. Uh, not Gabrick. Oh, you got me doing it now, right. too. Mary Gabrick just needs to leave. He needs Mary to retire. Gabrick needs to get out of our heads. Grabner. But Grabner, Michael Grabner. You know, I love the guy. He's doing really well, and he's a great guy on the power play. But he's also hot, and so is Rick Nash. So you're going to trade those guys, and you're going to see what you can get. You're going to get prospects, and you're going to get picks for that. So now you will need to build up, like, 
I know that a lot of people did not don't like this this move, but look what they did with Derek Stepan and Auntie Ronta. They sent them to Arizona, mm-hmm. and they got Leah Sanderson for that, and Antonio D'Angelo. I don't like D'Angelo. I don't like the way he plays, but you know what? He still is young. You can still mold him into a player that you need down the line. The Rangers, what they're going to do is they're going to sell off their big name assets now, and then you're instead of and you know. With the Metro Division being so stacked as it is, it wouldn't surprise me if they do still make the playoffs. But I honestly, I don't want to see it. As a Ranger fan, I've accepted the fact of what we're doing. And if we make the playoffs, who are we going to play? You're going to play Washington. You're going to play Pittsburgh. You're going to play Tampa Bay. Well, right now That's we're going to play first... nobody because we're not in exactly, the playoffs. Exactly, but so. let's just say we did. That's a first-round exit. I mean, you're, you're only five points back from the Devils who, who have – 64 points, the Rangers at 59. You're only five points back uh, to being the first wild card spot. Yeah, and that puts you against two Tampa. That's a first round Rangers, exit, my friend. Rangers have been pretty good against the Lightning in recent times. Mm, yeah, not, not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. Not, not in the playoffs. Not, in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, I, I do, me personally, I think, um, you know, you're going to sell Nash off, and honestly, I would like to see them sell off to um, teams that are struggling immensely, you know, the Buffaloes, the Arizonas. Um, There's multiple Buffaloes and Arizonas. Well, I mean, teams like them. I'm, the teams I'm, I'm, that are lower. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But what are <laughs> the teams the, that are lower down there? What are the Sabers gonna do with a with a Grabner? Well, you, you're, you're pushed for the playoffs. <laughs> you're gonna get that much better from one per, from one team. Well, from no, one play, from no. get, get into another Winter Classic you, you and then give, lose. No. <laughs> yeah, you give. Uh, you here's the thing. What I see is I'm not saying that you're gonna send like Grabner to Buffalo, but let's just say you did. And you put Grabner. Grabner is a is a is a veteran player, and you don't have a veteran presence on Buffalo. You don't have a lot of veteran presence on Buffalo. So to give somebody like do. Nash or they kind of do if you count Ryan O'Reilly. Really? Yes. Uh, do you disagree? I I don't think Ryan O'Reilly is somebody who can stand in the locker room and say he's twenty seven. Twenty seven. But he's a veteran. He how long has he been? In the, he's been in the league for a while. I mean, mostly with Colorado. Which we all know how that goes. Yeah, but but now no. Well, I think if you're going to trade anywhere, I think the first place you're going to look at is um you're going to try to look for teams who want certain players. Like there's been extreme rumors going around. No, not you. We don't trade with the Devils. If you trade with a Metro team, then you're you're in trouble. But like one of the big things is um McDonough to the Lightning, and I know you really don't want to talk about this, but. McDonough to the Lightning makes sense. Why? Who who would they get for McDonough? Because I just read that, I uh, read on Sportsnet, if McDonough goes, man, Jeff Gordon's got to get a decent hole. Because if he does not, then it will oh, get a it will flash back to Montreal and the Rangers when we Rangers when the Rangers tw- uh, traded Scott Gomez for Ryan McDonough in the trade of the century, and Montreal has bad trade. Uh, Presence yeah. and backgrounds, you know, <coughs> PK Subban and Shea Weber. Uh-huh. But I had to bring it up. Really, who who do you see the Rangers getting if McDonough goes? Honestly, I feel like you'd probably be getting some unnamed prospects and probably some other guys from outside of the league. So no, so no. So but where up, else no. are you gonna go? There's other rumors saying that he's gonna go to Boston. Who are you gonna get from Boston? I would like a guy like Charlie McAvoy. They would. They are not giving up McAvoy. I would. I do not see. I that. guess McDonough's not going to Boston. Then. So would that mean that the Rangers are buying? No, I still think they're selling. They have too that would many be a selling. to sell. That would be a sell. I mean, I mean, one for one is kind of is kind of even. I think that would benefit both teams. But 
would the Rangers be able to do anything with him, or would they be tanking? Because usually when you're selling, you're giving up for the season. I see. No, I, it's that's confusing. why I, can't, that's why like I don't see the Rangers getting rid of McDonough at that's all. That's why I don't see them getting rid of Zook. No. Uh, if they it, get rid of Zook, I, they're going to burn down right, Let's switch it up a little bit. Let's, let's keep looking around Lee. And really, you know, L.A. and Ottawa have their trades in. And looking back, by the way, Ryan O'Reilly, nine seasons in the NHL. So, veteran. He started when he was 18? I get Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Impressive. Interesting. I mean, in 81 games played in his first season, he had 26 points. It's a pretty good rookie year. Uh, Moving on. Now, the Chicago Blackhawks, we talked about him before. Did they make any moves at this trade deadline, or no? No. What's the point? I the season's over for him. Um, there's I don't the think I think that that's it, the point. If Jason. they can come back with with the same team next season, I think that maybe they can be a little bit more well rested. As you said, they get tired. I think it's time to get rid of this team. To be completely honest with you, you know, because of one bad season. No, I'm saying three Stanley Cups in six seasons, and then. I think the past two seasons they haven't done well. They got swept by oh, who did they get swept by? Nashville. 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 They got swept by Nashville. Yeah, sorry. They got swept by Nashville in the first round of the playoffs, and they come into this season and they look like poo. And I, I think it's time, not for a rebuild, but to get rid of some big name players. Get rid of Brandon Saad. Get rid of Corey Crawford because oh, man, I, I've never liked Corey Crawford. You know who needs goaltending? You know who needs goaltending? The, the Flyers. The Devils. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, you guys, yeah, you know, you have Corey Schneider. He's just injured. He's on a IR. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got Keith Kincaid, Sachem East prospect, Sachem North. Even though Sachem North is better than Sachem East, but Keith, if you're listening, you're cool. Uh, really, really, the Devils need goalies. They have Corey Schneider, and Corey Schneider hasn't played since December. Real, I, I don't keep track of the devil. Keith Kincaid has been absolute gar. He's he has eleven wins. Big deal. He's he's played like absolute garbage. He hasn't kept the Devils in any games that they had to be in, uh, excluding last night. He doesn't know how to move across the crease. Uh, his five hole is massive, and he doesn't know how to lift his glove above his shoulder. Maybe that's why he's on the IR. Kincaid. Oh, not, not Kincaid. Oh, yeah, not Kincaid. Schneider. Schneider. Hey, good. you got a win last night in the shootout. The shootout. Yeah, which but. wasn't that bad. But that's going to do it for this segment. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this season. We'll take a look at tonight's games and some games to watch for the week. Alongside, why not look at Piao Chang and the Olympics going on right now for both men's and women's hockey and, of course, the rest of the teams. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more post-to-post here on WCWPSports.org. You are listening to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. I'm Nick Matina, your host for tonight's show. Joined alongside me, Anthony Cabaretta, rocking that Paul Correa, uh, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim jersey. Very nice. And Jason over there, rocking the devil shirt. I mean, (laughs) Marty Brodor, come on. Marty Brodor. I mean, love hate relationship with Marty Brodor. But of course. Um, now let's talk quickly about the Olympics going on right now. So the women's team for Team USA has two games under their belt. They're two and zero. They're playing great. The first game they played against Switzerland, and they won eight nothing, which was you know a huge game for them. 
I believe I gotta double check with this. I mean, might, these might be wrong. I'll double check. It was eight nothing. It was eight nothing. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm right. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, <laughs> and then the other day they won five nothing against the Olympic representatives, which is basically Russia. It's literally called the Olympic representatives of Russia. To me, I don't get that. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. We can't use the country, but really. It's just it's it's only Russian players. I mean, that's a long story. We're not going to get oh, into that. Oh boy, they're, really. they're still Russians. They could call them the Russians, but I guess it's, it's the big just, Russians. Yeah. the big Russian threat. Um, men's team played their first game this morning, which was really, I think, tonight, tonight in Korea, Pyeongchang, yeah. in Pyeongchang, because they were a day ahead, which is very confusing. Uh, so that game was seven o'clock this morning, Eastern Standard Time. Men went up three nothing, and then two nothing. Two nothing excuse me, two nothing, and then the uh, Slovenia, where they're playing, came back and defeated them in overtime. Now the question I want to ask you guys is: Do you think a team like that lost because there's no NHL player presence, or is it because it's the young guns and the other players, like the reserves? Is this like a struggle that the men's team is going to see now? Because there's no NHL players. Not just the USA. It's going to be almost every. Oh country. yeah, of course, almost everyone. Totally, because yeah. you have you have Canadian players, you have Russian players that are de- definitely going to suffer. Like mm-hmm. Sweden, Finland, of course. Yeah, the big the big names. They're they're definitely going to be suffering because they don't have the uh, the NHLers. They're not going to have the Ovechkins. They're not going to have. So we're going to see the Olympic representatives win the gold medal this year, or <laughs> uh, Kovalchuk and Datsuk are going to win it all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with Jason. I think it makes it more of an even playing field than usual because instead of just the big four teams, you have other teams that can sneak in there and do well. I think it's going to hurt um, the U.S. and Canada on the men's side and only the men's side because it's just, you know, you're losing a lot of presence and you're losing a lot of experience, too, mm. in international contests. You have, you're missing, like, the Crosbys and, and the um, Stepons and everybody and everybody else. That have been have played on you know several Olympics and the World Cup of Hockey, and to me it, it just it hurts the I'm not gonna say it hurts the Olympics, but it makes it a little bit less intriguing. Like instead Why? of because you, what you're looking at is you're looking at all these college kids and it and you know you're not gonna have the miracle on ice every single time. So and you know. You have you do have like the you know the reserves and the veteran players who can still play, you know, coming onto these teams and giving out a little bit of experience. But these are mostly kids right out of college, mm-hmm. and they don't know how to if they don't have played in like the IHF tournaments, and all the, and the other international tournaments for the under what, I think it's the under twenty one leagues. Yeah, or, like they don't have a lot of international experience, and you know these other te- these other countries, you know they do still. You know mm-hmm. the because they don't real they play in the the European style and it's more and then when you play international games it's more of it's kind of more the European style than the NHL style that we see here in the states. Now both games are huge really for both teams. USA trying to win their first game of the preliminary round. Uh, that game is tomorrow night, I believe at ten thirty. They'll play Slovakia, and the women's team actually plays tonight. At ten fifteen, and they're playing Canada. That's a huge game, and that's tonight ten fifteen to they say eleven forty five Eastern Standard Time. But 
Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Obviously, it's, it's going to be a very big game. It's, it's a very the big rematch. Game. Isn't, that, the, isn't uh, that the gold medal rematch? It's the gold medal it rematch. It is the gold medal rematch. Yep. So that's a big game. Uh, probably going to be on either NBC or NBC Sports, one of those yeah, channels. One of the two. I know they switch it back and forth. I guess we'll fi- figure it out. Now, now we figure out Olympics. Let's talk a little bit about games tonight and games to watch in the following week. So games tonight, we have three. You have Columbus and Toronto. And for that game, Toronto is on a winning streak, and they're looking for their fifth straight win. Gentlemen, who do you got? Um, I'll start, I guess. And um, I think I want to say Toronto. And the last time we did this, I was completely wrong on all of mine. Columbus did win their first game, and they're looking for the sweep. Yeah, but I think I think this is going to go to Toronto. I think because, well, just both these teams are extremely hungry, especially, you know, being in the Eastern Conference and being in the point race that they're in. And, um, you know, Columbus just came off of a great win against the Islanders last night. Um, so they're going to be hot, but I think Toronto as well just is a little bit more uh, – they're in a different position. It's going to be a good game. I think it can go either way. I just think Toronto has a little bit more of an advantage. I think it's going to go right to Columbus. They've they've come out of the gate firing, uh, no pun intended with the cannon, but uh, <laughs> they've come out of the gate firing against the Devils and the Islanders. Last two games, they've won big. They won 6-1 to one against the Devils. They beat the Islanders last night 4-1. Um, I, I don't think it'll be much of a contest. Uh, it, it could be, but I don't see the Maple Leafs win streak going to 5. I see them losing tonight. All right. Uh, you know, Blue Jackets have been struggling. You know, they're 29, 23, and 4. And they currently sit right underneath the wild card spot. Maple Leafs sitting third in the Atlantic. We record 34 at 19 and 5. Let's switch to game number two of the night. A late start. And it's Montreal and the Colorado Avalanche. That's a snooze game for me. Um, really? Yeah, no, because you know what? I see Colorado taking that. Oh, yeah, so do I. Actually, it's yeah. it's simple. Yeah. You know, yeah. Montreal's got nothing going for them. Uh, Colorado does have a little bit of... Colorado's playing for their 10th consecutive home win also. Exactly. The Cur- Colorado has... Cur- the, the bottom line is Colorado has a lot more to play for at this moment, and Montreal does not. Montreal is sitting in the basement, just chilling and watching the other team. What happened to Carey Price this year? I know he got injured, he came back, but he is not the Carey Price we know. He hasn't been the same ever since... What was his neck? Think, yeah, yeah, neck injury, I think. There's something... I'm not really too sure about what it was, but... He has not looked the same since he came back. Maybe he just needs the offseason to kind of recoup. Yeah, I, yeah, but how many times is he going to do that? You know what? It's not like we could say Montreal has had several deep playoff runs for Carey Price to, to, you know, get wear and tear. He really hasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me of, like, when people bring up, um, you know, arguments about, like, certain goalies. Like, they don't have the, they don't have the mileage from the playoffs. And Carey Price is one of those goalies. So when people say, "Oh, he needs the offseason to recuperate," why? You know, if if this is if this is supposedly the greatest goalie in the NHL today, and he keeps coming out season after season and putting up somewhat mediocre performances or on and off, you know, one season he's unstoppable, he's the brick wall of Montreal, and other seasons he's like this, he's mediocre at best. So to me, you know. You say, oh, he needs the offseason to recuperate. Yes, I could see the injury being one of the key factors of why he's not playing well this season. But really, I, I think it's something else. I think it's either something and I think it's more of a mental thing for him. I think, you know, especially being in the Canadian situation now. Devils want him? 
Ooh. <laughs> oh my god. We, we could use any help that we can cool. get right now. I, anything's better than Keith Kincaid. <laughs> Anything. Could be listening. What about Rick DiPietro? <laughs> Oh man! Don't even talk about the <laughs> show. He, I did say anything with Ben. Ryan was he, here. He's got his, he's got his own show. So let let Rick DiPietro live on MSG Networks for now. I would take Johan Hedberg over. Oh boy. Keith Kincaid. Okay, moving to the last game of the night. Another late start, uh, ten thirty start. It's the Panthers and the Vancouver Canucks. So two teams that are not sitting in the playoffs at the moment. Uh, Canucks under five hundred. Panthers a game over five hundred. And James Reimer making the second straight start with the Panthers as they travel to Vancouver tonight. So, who do you got, boys? Florida or Vancouver? Two said, different I, teams on you know east side, west side. I said it last show. I think that the Panthers are going to win. I think that they can put together uh, a late season run. Uh, maybe, maybe getting into the uh, the second spot in the wild card. I think that the Panthers could do it we could see the Panthers come out of nowhere they've been very streaky this year they've gone on five game win streaks followed up by five game lose streaks I think that if they can put together a win streak and then lose and then come right off of it and then put together another win streak I think that that would be huge for them they're 10 points out of the wild card right now that's not that that's not that bad but if but I mean you have Columbus Islanders the Rangers they have to pass five teams but there's still plenty of time left I think passing Detroit is easy they're only they're only a point behind Detroit if they win tonight they'll pass Detroit it's true. I mean, yeah, Detroit's not it's playing. A, it's not a contest of beating Atlantic teams. It's a contest of beating the Metro teams. And the Panthers, if you look at it, they also have five games on hand on, on teams like the Islanders and the Maple Leafs. Uh, they have a lot of games. They've only played 53 games. Is that right? Yeah. They have a lot of games on hand. They if have they a can, lot of games If on they hands. can turn those games into points, they'll be right in the mix. Yeah. I found that very That's awkward. crazy that they, they haven't played that much game. They must have a, a – I'm going to check that right now. They have to have – Maybe probably a bye week or something. No, no, went out, a bye week. No, bye week. They already have fifty three games played. Why would they have a bye week? No, I mean like they probably had a bye week already. Oh yeah, okay. I thought you said they have a bye week coming. Like that's no, impo- no, no, that's no, impossible. No. That's impossible. They probably have that. at least like four games in the next six days coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna check their schedule right oh, now. Yeah, you guys be, keep talking. That'll be really hard on them though because if they do have four games in a week, then that'll take a yeah. big toll on their players. But four, if they mm. can power through that and get a couple of wins out of that, it will be massive. It, it's massive, but here's the thing. It, it, for Florida, it's massive, but once again, you're not playing. This isn't like this isn't um, this isn't before the um, the playoff change where you can you know sneak in at the eighth seed. You know you need to be one of the best teams, not in your division, but mostly in your in your conference. And with the way the Metro is, I don't see them really fighting for anything. You know, you, you said, oh, they can beat the Red Wings. Of course they can beat the Red Wings. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at their upcoming schedule. Yeah. And they're playing Calgary, Winnipeg, Toronto, the Capitals, Pittsburgh, Toronto again, and then the Devils, and then they're they're getting a bit of a break with Buffalo. That's, like a, that's a seven or eight game losing streak right there. I mean, there. looking at their schedule right now, they play six, this coming up week, starting with Vancouver, they play six games in 11 days. And then switching into March, where it's really crunch time, for every single team, they play eight games in 14 days. So, really, yeah, no. This would be a good opportunity for them if they can come out of this with a couple wins, then or a lot of wins actually. Yeah. Be, <laughs> they, only, it, they only a few wins. It'll be a good now that you see it, it's a little less likely now. <laughs> it'll it'll be a good opportunity for them to show what they have on on a bigger stage. That's true. I which wouldn't count have, them out. Which just they yet. Ha- I don't see that at all. Come on. You know the Florida team. It's got. It's just to me. It's nobody. Nobody great. Nobody. 
It which stands is, out. Which is why you. it would be impressive if they made it. You got to lower the I mean, you look <laughs> at their... Florida, my expectations are down here. I'm just going to watch. Keep, you two keep going. I, I'm looking <laughs> at their top scores right now. I haven't heard of half these Vinny Trocek. Uh, exactly. I've heard know. of Trocek. I, I don't know who Bordeaux is. Uh, what? You don't, know who, what? you don't know who Huberto is? Man, that's is? two weeks in a row that you, you've made a stupid <laughs> oh, comment. Jason. Jonathan Huberto? Hooby-dooby-doo? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know, they did have a yeah, really I, good I player do last the name, season. Actually. Um, Jonathan Marchison. Or Yager. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but if only no. they still had Yager, right? Yager and Smith and Marchison. Oh, they, they... Oof. Florida blew it up at the wrong time. All right. But... Well, we're going to take our final break here, and when we come back, we'll take a look at this week's schedule along with some last few moments of going over last trade deadline stuff before we talk about it next week on our next show. When we come back, more talking here at Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. And welcome back to Post to Post here on WCWPSports.org. Nick Matina here, joined alongside me, Anthony Cavaretta and Jason Glickman. Hitting that dab. No one else can see it but us, and we'll shut him for it later. <laughs> but <laughs> let's take a look at this week's schedule. You know, jam-packed, as you said, it's really time to grind. We're at the end, no, not end, we're at the midway through February. Crunch time. Cr- it's crunch time. It's crunch time, baby. And looking at this week, games to watch. First of all, Carolina and New Jersey Devils. That's tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Huge game for both teams. And uh, I will be there. That's going really oh, to have a really big impact on that wild card spot, especially if Columbus pulls out the win tonight. If the Hurricanes beat the Devils in regulation, then the Devils will be in sixth place, and they will be out of a playoff spot for the first time all season. So that could be huge if that turn of events occurs. Could be huge. Moving on, also tomorrow, it's Rangers and Islanders, which is another huge game for a wild card spot. Not only wild card spot for the rivalry, of course. That'll be Bra- fun to watch. Bragging rights. Islanders have been dominant over the Rangers this season so far. Yes. So yes, they have. that's another huge game. Like going down, Calgary and Nashville is another huge game tomorrow. They're going to be in Nashville because really, if you think about it. Nashville's holding on to that first-place spot. Calgary's trying to move up. That's a big game also. Uh, moving down. Two different divisions, though. But Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. But still, the point. Of course. It's, uh, every point matters. But yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Especially now, you know, with how late it is. You know, it's almost – It's we're in the middle of February. This is where teams either make or break. Mm-hmm. You got so. Edmonton Vegas, which you wouldn't expect to be a good game, but Edmonton's beaten Vegas twice already. But yeah. they have been struggling. They Edmonton, have been struggling. Edmonton's on a very big losing streak right now, so they have to recoup. Now that'll, that'll be a good time to do it. Yeah, Vegas is it's the Vegas. Vegas powerhouse. has not beaten Edmonton ever. It's the same thing with the Islanders. Same thing with the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to Saturday now, the seventeenth. You got Toronto and Pittsburgh, which. Is a big game. Usually, I think there's a start of a rivalry there between Toronto and Pittsburgh. Two powerhouse teams that have really started up in the past two years. They're going to be in Pittsburgh. Toronto looking to move up the standings. And Pittsburgh trying to sit pretty where they are right now in the top three. Uh, well, like you, you looked over Friday. I see you went to Saturday. You looked over Friday. Now, Friday, there's Gotta a- get down on Friday. Mm-mm. Got to get down on Friday. Besides that, look <laughs> at the games that you have on Friday. You got Islanders and Carolina, Philadelphia and Columbus. 
You got oh, Colorado yeah, Philly and Columbus Winnipeg. Is a big game. Friday is going to be huge. Friday is going to be a big day for a lot of these teams. You got St. Louis and Dallas. Every game Friday is a is a tick is an e-ticket game. Uh, you can't really expect much from the Islanders versus Carolina because they're both coming off of games off of uh, tough opponents and the Devils and the Rangers. But I, I that just make, that just makes it just as better because yeah. it's it, it's the Metro Division. You know, the, every point matters. The Islanders have been really good on, this, on the back half of back-to-back games this season. That's true. I think they've only lost three or four times. Now, looking at Sunday, Rangers-Flyers, which is another big Metro game. You're also looking at New Jersey-Carolina, another Again. big Metro game. Pittsburgh-Columbus, another big Metro game. And Dallas and San Jose, which Dallas, I don't know. Dallas, Dallas has really been back and forth for me. To be completely honest, they seem like a good team sometimes, and then they struggle. You know, last year, I don't know if you guys remember this, but last year, Dallas went through a period of time where they just weren't winning. And I believe players were so frustrated with themselves and, you know, staffing and everything, and it just was a hellhole for everybody. And now they kind of came back, and, you know, they're, they're a little bit better, and they currently sit in first place in the wildcard spot. They really they they gotta win their next couple of games. They gotta stay ahead of the 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 Wild, who have now won two in a row. And look out for the the Avalanche again. They're only four points back from that second wild card spot. Huge turnaround from what they were doing last season. And LA is sitting pretty in that third spot right now. And they just acquired Dion Phaneuf and Nate Thompson. They're not currently in a in a oh, playoff so spot. Third but, spot. But they're, but yeah, they're, right they're three there. points thanks back. For, thanks for clarifying. But they're right there. That'll, they're right in the mix. That should give them a little bit of a boost to uh, yeah. to try to get. To try to overtake the Wild, but they're also on a two-game losing streak right now. The Kings are, so I it's hard to say what'll happen to them. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Jason on that. It's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Now, I think that's just as that's just as interesting as the East. Uh, anything could happen in either. Yeah, it's huge. This is my favorite time of the year. Crunch time is my favorite time of the year. I mean, trade deadline, not so much if we lose someone One, big. Well, once after the trade deadline. If someone loses someone big, really. Well, we'll be here for the trade deadline, so that's pretty good. Yeah, so let's talk about news now. Happened today. Um, Ottawa Senators GM, after that big trade last night, says they're open for business before the deadline. And he mostly said, it, well, yeah, they're open for business. I was thinking about someone else for now. Now, Senators, open for business, selling or buying? Selling. What... <laughs> selling man come on let me finish i was going to say finish? what do you, what do you see in the senators in this next week fire sale really they're going to pull cleveland cavaliers or are they going to ooh ooh don't bring basketball maybe on, maybe they will show. i think uh, it's not a possibility to rule out do you think they got Dion from, oh no, i'm sorry do you think they got Marion Gabrick and Nick Shore got right this time just to get rid of them right away Gabrick yes I feel like they're they're planning on you know, requ- um, getting rid of guys and acquiring bigger names like not bigger names but I feel like they're gonna go f- they're gonna do, they have a lot of unrestricted free agents come come June, mm-hmm. and they're not making the playoffs, so to me it's just like, let's just take what we have let's fix what we can do and just move forward. Now as a Ranger fan I would love to get Derek Brassard back, in the red white. I, I was just gonna say that I would. 
absolutely love if we got Derek Broussard back. One of my favorite players. I can take my shirt out of my closet again and <laughs> wear it for once because it's frowned upon to wear people. I mean, I have a Matthew Shane shirt and a Brian Callahan Tampa shirt, but that's another story. But really. I, I agree with you. All right. That. Let's move on now. Now to the Bruins. The Bruins GM just said he's willing to trade prospects in the right situation. What do you see for this Bruins team? Who do you think they could acquire to make this push? Mm, I, I don't really know. Honestly, I don't know who they can go after. Nash. Really? I think that they can get Nash from the Rangers. Could be another score? Not go for a D-line? I would go for a D-line, I would think. Offense wins games. Offense wins games, but defense wins championships. <laughs> All right. Well, the football season's over. Well, no, even in hockey. Even in hockey, it does. So to me, I think I think if I if I was the Bruins if I was the Bruins GM, I'd say that I would say let's go for a defensive guy. I would I would think honestly, one person that comes up in my mind for just for a selling from the Rangers, and it's not McDonough, it's Nick Holden. Oh please, get rid of him, <laughs> please. As a Ranger fan, I can't stand Nick Holden, but that's that's another different story. To be honest, and one thing I saw last night going through Twitter, I know there's a bunch of pl- uh, pages that don't say the right, you know, uh, rumors and stuff. There's like NHL trading rumors pages, this and that yeah. and stuff. One thing I do believe is that apparently the uh, Maple Leafs are trying to shop around to get rid of Matt Martin and Leo Komarov. Hmm. I find that interesting. And apparently the Islanders were interested in Matt Martin, but I don't see why the Islanders would want Matt Martin back. They have Cal Clutterbuck, who has filled that role better than Matt Martin has. He's also really good at selling calls. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Against the Red Wings. Uh, he, he got oh. hit by a stick, and then he just fell over. They got a five-minute major. So came he's, back. he's winning the Oscar. Yeah. He's winning the Oscar. Oscar quality. Yeah. Uh, so Toronto's up there. Um, Toronto's also, I think, looking for Nash as well. I mean, uh, Rick Nash, I feel like he can he go. Did a, he did say that's one of his teams he would be accepted to trade to, and they do have prospects. So you'd be getting a decent amount in return. I don't know. I think no matter what happens, you know, he's going to go. And if anywhere, I would try to get as much as we can for him. You know, I can see that. And, like, a lot of people are just like, oh, well, you know, Nash is going to go. You got to send, you know, this rumors of him going to Nashville. I think he's a Canadian-born player. He wants to play in, in, in Canada. So... And Toronto has the assets to give back. Might as well. All right. And one thing I want to ask you both, because I do not understand about any of this. The Canucks just signed their general manager, uh, Jim Benning, to a multi-year contract. Right? Now, this is his fourth season as general manager. He's made it to the playoffs once with the Canucks. Why are you signing him to a multi-year contract? If you made the playoffs one year out of the four that you've been sitting in that seat. I have no idea. I have zero idea. To me, that makes no sense. And especially with, you know, the the um, the trade deadline coming up and um, the unrestricted free agent pool, which will have, I believe, both Sedin twins if they do not get I, traded. I, I think it's time for the Sedins to go. Somewhere. Somewhere. No, Just, I mean. You mean retire. Go home. <laughs> you mean retire. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think they'd be a good. Um, I th- I agree with you. They could retire at the end of the year. But honestly, 
they'd be a really nice um, rental to some teams who are looking for um, a little bit more offensive firing power. And, you know, they're going to have to stay together. That's, that's Do they guaranteed. get split or do they stay together? I think they stay together. I think that the chemistry that, that those two have together and you put a good centerman in between them, that, that's, a fu- that's basically a firing squad. Oh, here so you, have you, would, you would make them like a package deal is what you're saying? They were a package deal and they came to Vancouver. I, I think you got to split them up. What is this, like fifth grade kickball? Like, oh, yeah. if you pick me, you got to pick my friend too. Like, yeah, I, I mean, they've, they've spent their whole lives together. They have great chemistry. Yeah, but you, you got to learn how to deal with other people. So yeah, but how much time do you have left? How old are they? Uh, they're they're in the late 30s. You know, they're up there. They're 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 coming to the end they're, of their road. They're also the road is not the same length for both of them. I would think that one of them has a. They're 37. Okay, I would think that maybe maybe Henrik would have a little bit more in him than Daniel, but. I mean, Henrik's more of the offensive man, and yeah, really Daniel's more of the assist guy. You know, I don't know if there's a name for that. Uh, the apple picker. Playmaker. <laughs> the playmaker. Playmaker. That's it. Oh, that, my God. That, that's the name I'm looking for. I cannot think of anything. Uh, Which is why they would fit into different teams, because they both have their own unique role. It's not like they're the same exact player, where it's like, okay, they have to be together. They, they both have unique and roles. And only play for Vancouver their whole entire career. How terrible is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a very I mean, a very they came into the, they came into this league, let's see, back in... Oh, what was it? Oh, 2000. Yeah. They've been in this league... Since 2000, That's 18 which years. is crazy. Their best seasons, well, for Daniel, his best season was 2010-2011, where he had 104 points. So, really, Daniel and Her- Henrik have had okay years in Vancouver. Their best coming in that Stanley Cup run against the Boston Bruins and then blowing it in Game 7. Oof. But thank God, uh, thank God our... Satellite doesn't reach the western side of Canada because we'd be getting calls right now off the chain. Uh, off the chain. Uh, now, let's move to one more thing. Derek Englund was fine for cross-checking in that Golden Knights game. Uh, so he got a penalty. He cross-checked Brandon Saad, and he's been fined $2,600. Yeah, or nay for a cross-checking that's suspension. It's nothing. Twenty. How much did you say it was? It's to be realistic. Two thousand six hundred eighty-eight dollars and seventeen cents. They're that's, that's they're making pity. millions that's of pity. dollars. They're making millions of dollars a year. That's pocket change. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. It's like here, have have the have the money. I'll I'll go cross check another guy. All right. So, with that being said, so any last final statements for this week, guys? Let's just get ready for the trade deadline because they, it will be coming fast and it will be furious. It, well, Movie reference, I like it. Yeah. Jason, yeah. anything else? Um, I, I think the teams that that have to win have to win. Uh, big points up this week. All right. So that's going to do it of this week's episode of Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. We'll be back next week on the 21st for our third episode where we still have a couple days before the trade deadline. So if anything else goes down before then, you'll hear it here. You're listening to Post to Post. My name is Nick Patina, signing off for Anthony Cabaretta and Jason Glickman. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. 
to directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.